0: I'm Anwar.
1: And I'm Fairleth,
0: And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Discast.
1: Good morning, Anwar. Good morning, Fairleth. Oh yes,
0: cause it is actually morning. Haha! It-
1: It's 11.44. It's morning for 15 more minutes. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it's not 11.44 for you. Hello to you. I'm so happy you're here to listen to this episode because it's going to be, I think, a really good one. Maybe one of our best. You'll have to let us know. Mm -hmm. Fairless is is Um, speaking
0: to you, the audience, by the way. Not to me. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm speaking to you, too. I think this can be one of our best. Let's do it. Yes,
0: that I agree. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, what's our theme today, Anwar?
0: Okay, so today's going to be a big episode because today is all about Peter Pan. Now, this is going to be a big one because, uh, so we're going to talk about Peter Pan's Flight, which is, uh, the ride based on Peter Pan out in Disneyland and in pretty much every other Disney park. It's, it's pretty, Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty famous. Um, classic. Yes. But also, uh, we have another guest on the podcast, uh, but it's going to be a little different. So the guest is my friend CJ, who is CJ. Uh, who is uh, an indigenous gentleman from up north. Uh, and he sat down with me to discuss uh, some of the indigenous aspects of Peter Pan. Because, of course, they're a big part of the movie. They're a big part of the story. Um, personally, I kind of think it's really easy to just get rid of them altogether. But, you know, that's just me. Um <laughs>
1: yeah and
0: uh yeah so uh he and i sat down and we talked about it we talked about some other indigenous uh things going uh like in regards to his culture and everything where specifically where he's from uh we mentioned the area here uh the that fraileth and i live in uh which is what is now vancouver but is of course the unceded uh ancestral lands of the musqueam slaywatooth and uh, squamish nations and i think uh i think Going forward, I think we are going to start doing a little land recognition just because I speak in speaking with him. Uh, it's really kind of like maybe rethink that sort of thing. Because, like, up until now, we I don't think we ever did a land recognition,
1: no, not on the podcast, and and not because we don't in our our theater productions and stuff, just because I think we thought. We're we're just talking into microphones. You can't see us, but we're still occupying this land while we're talking into microphones. So yeah.
0: So I think going forward, I think uh, I think it's a good idea to just do that. Freyloth, do you agree? I expect. Mm-hmm. I expect you agree. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was a decision that I that I just kind of made, and I didn't consult Freyloth ahead of time, but. I think Fairleth and I kind of vibe on that same level where we We are both where we're both in favor of decolonization in general.
1: Yes. um, Our theater company uh, donates to It Starts With Us, which uh, is a charity that helps the families of the missing and murdered indigenous women and girls. So we recommend you checking out that charity as well. Yes. And um, What
0: what is that theater company you're mentioning, Fairleth?
1: Oh, well, gosh. Anwar and I are both involved in a theater company called Geekenders, which is about uh, making fun theater with a political message in an approachable way that isn't too in-your-face, that is more like, hey, here's an example of the world we want to live in. We hope you enjoy it, too. Yeah. And um, we de- we deconstruct pop culture tropes via parody and, um, uh, yeah, fun, inclusive casting. Come yeah. Check us out, geekenders.net.
0: Yeah, we do a bunch of stuff. Uh, Actually,
1: speaking of Peter Pan
0: Yes, speaking of Peter Pan actually uh, Fairlith wrote this Really cool, immersive theater Experience called Neverland Night Circus That I'm very fortunate to be a part of Uh, And Yeah, so that's going to be really cool
1: It'll be really fun If you're listening to this and you can get tickets It's um, at the end of August In Surrey, you can check out Geekenders.net for more information And then in the beginning of September On Granville Island uh, same, and, uh, I'm directing it, but Anwar will be appearing as one of the, uh, Mr. Smee's.
0: Yeah, I will be a pirate person. Yay!
1: <laughs> yeah, so we've been thinking about Peter Pan a lot lately, also. Yeah. Anyway, before we think about Peter Pan more, let's talk about Disney news.
0: Yes, let's jump into Disney news here. So, uh, would you like to start, or do you want me to start?
1: Hmm, well, I have a few- well, I mean, I can start. Okay. My- It's pretty simple. My news is that the the, um, tickets to the Oogie Boogie Bash, which is the new Disneyland Halloween party, went on sale on the 13th, um, creating a huge problem for the Disneyland uh, website. And uh, creating nine to or seven to nine hour waits on a glitchy site that charged people sometimes two or three times on their credit cards and sometimes kicked them off right when they reached the front of that seven or nine hour queue. Um, so a lot of people are really upset. They seem to have fixed that now. Um, but the website being so glitchy, of course, meant that uh, tickets didn't sell out right away. But already four of the dates are sold out. So if you are a person who's hoping to go to the Oogie Boogie Bash like me. You should have already got those tickets, but if you're just hearing it now, listen to my voice and go get your tickets because they're selling out already.
0: Get them now.
1: Mm -hmm. And this is interesting because uh, this is the second Oogie Boogie Bash of all time. It's always been Mickey's Not So Scary or I don't know if they called it Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party at Disneyland, but 2018 was the last time that uh, there would ever be a Halloween party hosted in Disneyland Park. The reason for that, of course, is Galaxy's Edge n- is now open. And they don't want to mess with Halloween and the immersion in there. Um, and genuinely, that is one of the biggest reasons. So and also, I think a reason is California Adventure doesn't have as much to do. So it's easier to close it at six and not make people too mad. So that makes a lot uh, forevermore. Of sense. Yeah. Disney's California Adventure will be hosting uh, the Oogie Boogie Bash or whatever variations they're upon, but they will never have—I um, guess—never say never. But their current thing is they will never have another Halloween party in Disneyland. There you go. And I mean, I'm—I mean, that's
0: personally, I don't see that as a huge issue because I mean, like you're oh, still—you're still getting a Halloween party, which is ultimately what people want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I like we. I saw videos of last year's not last year, sorry, the last time,
1: 2019.
0: Yes, 2019's uh, Oogie Boogie Bash. You know, I went and looked into uh, a bunch of like Disney vlogs and stuff, uh, and it it looks fun. I mean, like they, the character inter- character interactions are all still there. That because that's what people really want. You get yes. interaction with a bunch of the villains. Um, you get to wear your costume. You get to wear your costume. You As still, an adult. You, yes, you still get your trick-or-treating in. Uh, like, the, the amount of candy they give you looks Epic. insane.
1: I'm so excited because we're driving. <laughs> so I'm going to find some way, some way to get all that candy back to Canada and eat it all year.
0: Just to stash it away in, in your trunk, and it's great. Like a squirrel. Um, And, yeah, and, like, the, uh, the little uh what was it like the um, the little tree area that's in there that's like right by um uh great gris- uh grizzly river rapids uh like there's that little forest area that's like a walkthrough experience yes they the
1: challenge trail the wilderness that's challenge it thank trail.
0: you yes uh they turned that into like a really cool just like light show with like uh, with the to represent different villains and everything that when I was watching the video of that that was really cool like even just watching it it looked spectacular and so I can only yeah. imagine what it's going to be like when you're actually there and walking through it yourself like totally. it's wow it looks I can't really wait nice. anything
1: immersive anything immersive is absolutely my jam and work can vouch it's I I am going to be the happiest person on earth I will take video for all of you. I will take... I will... I'm I'm so ready yep. for this. This has been my dream since I was eight years old. My number one bucket list thing. Go to a Disneyland ha- Halloween party. I can't tell you how ready I am to be immersed in this.
0: And it's going to happen. You're going to get to go.
1: Yeah, I'm going to see Ichabod Crane, Anwar. <laughs>
0: the freaking Headless Horseman.
1: I'm going to see the Headless Horseman. I'm going to see... Uh, the Mad Hatter, and I uh, mean, one of the core things of my being is having a crush on the Mad Hatter face character at Disneyland Parks. I can't help it. That's just my life. Yes. Um, I'm going to see... Well, they're they're cancelling World of Color this year, the special Halloween World of Color, so I don't know what I'm going to see, but it's mm. going to be good, I'm sure. And just Villains Parade. If they had a Villains Parade every day at Disneyland, I would go to it. I am not a huge person for parades. I like the Electrical Parade and stuff, but I always think like, oh, the lines are going to be shorter, but I would never miss a villains parade if that's what they had so i'm just i'm i'm beside myself
0: well i'm very excited for you and i'm genuinely sad that i won't be able to attend and share the next year
1: i'll have a backpack big enough to fit you into it but this year it's just there's not enough canvas
0: (laughs) just a yeah it's gonna be a yeah i'm a large man i'm a large Mm -hmm. man Uh, my
1: backpack is a size medium so
0: oh well there you go (laughs) Uh, okay, um, yeah. So next on Disney News, uh, just oh a couple smaller little announcements, I guess you could say. Um, so tickets are available uh, on sale in select theaters for Jungle Cruise ride or not Jungle Cruise ride? Oh my god! No, <laughs> the movie, the Jungle Cruise movie, uh, which I'm super excited for. I keep going. Mm-hmm. I keep going to the Cineplex uh, website. And I keep waiting, but unfortunately, they only they only do it. Uh, they only sell tickets uh, up until a week ahead of time. So uh, I can't. We can't get them yet. Uh, but by but next when we
1: can, m- but when we
0: can, I am definitely purchasing those tickets, and I'm going to go see that damn movie because I'm really excited. It uh, will nice. also be available for Disney Plus, but I'm like fuck it. No, I'm going, I want to see theaters. Theater. I'm going to a damn theater for that movie because that that's yeah. I'm really excited. I'm just excited to see like another uh fun like i (laughs) i tweeted about it uh the fact that like this movie was i did i tweet about no i posted on facebook that like (laughs) i'm like yeah like this like i'm really excited for like this this new quote-unquote updated version of the mummy like my bisexual disney loving heart is gonna love this movie because it's oh yeah yeah because like uh they both just look so good and they're both so damn attractive yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: other stuff. Uh, a couple more announcements. Uh, Encanto, which is the the next, uh, I guess Disney animated film coming out, uh, have released a good solid trailer, so we can take a look at it. It looks great. Uh, I'm loving more uh, Latin Latin. Uh, X. Uh, Latin. Well, Latine is the is the term I believe that is now being used.
1: Oh great! I Sorry, think. I missed I, that update. But
0: they're, they're, I think they're still kind of like working out which is better to use. They're both good, but I think Latine is the one that's because uh, in Spanish you wouldn't say Latinx, and so they're right. like they're like trying to steer away from like yeah, le- like that's that's definitely more of like an Anglo thing. And rather than have English speakers tell Spanish speakers what they should use to describe themselves, Spanish speakers are like. But in our language, it would make more sense to use this word. So we're going to, so we're, I think the, it's leaning more towards Latine, which is basically Latin with an E at the end, because <clears> that's <throat> just a, a phrasing that makes more sense in Spanish. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so I'm just excited for more Latine. Uh, 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 what's the word? It starts with a P. Re- no, representation. Oh my God. What is my brain doing?
1: Prepresentation.
0: Prepresentation. <laughs> my brain is just all over the place right now. Um, That's all right. What's yes, going on? Yeah, I'm just excited for more of that representation. The music it sounds great. The songs are all written by Lin Manuel Miranda, who, you know, up until this point has, like, can take my money. I will watch anything yep. that he does because he's 100%. great and I love him. I would love to meet him someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, um, that, that, and of course, uh, the trailer for the What If series. Oh, yes. Uh, which isn't
1: is, that Chadwick Boseman's last work?
0: Yes, which is also the uh, latest uh, Marvel Disney Plus show that's going to come out in, uh, I believe, in August. August eleventh mm-hmm. is when it starts streaming. Uh, but was just basically just a series of like um, what if stories, which is. Uh, A very common thing in comics, like they'll do like these kind of like side stories that like aren't part of the main canon, but are like fun, like basically fan fiction is like, oh, what would happen if this happened? And what would happen if this was the reality kind of thing? Right. Um, I'm just excited for the episode dedicated to Marvel Zombies because Marvel Zombies was like one of the biggest uh, kind of what if stories that ended up maintaining it's like it kept going. And it kept being an actual series uh, because it was so successful. So that's really exciting. Uh, So that's coming in next month. Uh, And some really cool new uh, outfits for characters in Disneyland.
1: Oh, my gosh. A man in a three piece suit can get it. Any man in a three-piece suit, is that who you're talking about? Are you talking about the man in the three-piece suit? I am talking about the man in the three-piece suit. Hit me, Anwar. Hit me with the man in the (laughs) three-piece
0: suit. (laughs) So uh, because of the Loki series, uh, we, of course, are getting more and more different costumes for the character of Loki in the Disney parks. One of them is, of course, uh, President Loki, uh, who will be making appearances in the park. Uh, he, as Frelith mentioned, is in a nice three-piece suit, black and green, looks really good. He's got his Loki, pre- Loki for president pin. He's got his cool little crown that's uh, th- th- with the horns and stuff. It looks great. He looks great. Uh, he's also, of course, in his variant outfit, w- like when he was first captured in the TVA. It's just <laughs> the amount of detail, like it's it boggles my brain, and I love it. It makes me happy, and yep. it's like, you know what? If Disney is going to have the amount of money that they have, I'm just glad that they're pouring it into this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because, yeah, because I just like it when creatives are just get handed a fuck ton of money and are like, go be creative.
1: You yeah. Know,
0: that makes me happy.
1: Me uh, too. That yeah. reminds me, I bought you a present. What?
0: You bought I me did. something.
1: I bought you a present on Etsy. <gasps> um, I got you a Loki for president badge.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs>
1: It'll come someday.
0: Yay, for, it'll, arrive at, it'll yeah. arrive at some point. It'll arrive at some point.
1: It's a replica from the one from the show. If anyone's Lotta. looking forward to getting your own Loki for President badge, they have many variations. <laughs> they have many variants. Mm-hmm. It's um, The store's called Bayleaf Buttons. Check them out.
0: Amazing, amazing. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I have more Disney news I forgot about. Hmm. Did you see the trailer for Turning Red, Anwar? I did. Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, a uh, trailer for Turning Red was announced, which is the next Pixar film, I believe. 22.
1: Um it's coming out March 11th, 2022.
0: Yes. And this one takes place in Toronto.
1: Toronto! Yay! I'm so excited. Oh my god, Canadian jokes. I need this.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. Uh it's going to be great. <clears throat> uh looks like the main character is uh is Asian, so I'm I'm happy with that because of course, you know, Asians do live here in Canada too. So that's yes. great. Uh yeah, just it looks super cute, and I think it's just interesting the idea of like if you <laughs> if you get too excited or if you get uh you know what's it called if you if you let emotions go away, you transform into a giant red panda. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. So, but um, also red pandas are thing, just adorable. Red pandas are so cute. The only thing, um, there's been some discourse online about another protagonist of color turning into an animal throughout a lot of. Oh movies. yeah, no,
0: I, I definitely. Th- thought that that would be a thing the second i saw it i was like oh we're gonna have that conversation again eh? which yeah. is a completely valid conversation
1: it is why do we have to it's like, a completely
0: valid uh, conversation
1: there have been a lot of disney protagonists of color that have not changed into animals but this is becoming a pattern and that's a little weird like yeah even ha- like the part it even happens in soul
0: mm-hmm. but it's like
1: not Necessary, really, that it happens in Seoul. So it's like, why are they doubling down on it? I'm sure the movie's gonna be super cute, but like, also make some movies where protagonists of color don't turn into. Stop it. This is a really weird pattern. Yeah. I'm still excited for the movie, but like after that, like stop it.
0: Yeah. If you wouldn't mind just like not, not doing that, please. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like Coco did it really well. Like he was still like, you know, Miguel was still
1: he was himself, just with less meets on him
0: well that's some like he's still he's still full body until still
1: people
0: yeah until he starts fading but then like yeah he's still there and like all the other characters are still there and the skeletons are still skeletons and everything um yeah and uh so uh black widow is also going to have her white widow costume uh
1: at, oh that's so cool yeah
0: which is uh pretty exciting as well uh let's see what uh, what else we got here some big news um looks like they're going to be doing some food stuff at Disney. Uh, boop 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 the as you mentioned the Oogie Boogie Bash. Uh, oh, so some updates on the Disney Wish. Well, not updates, but it's more their uh, they finally kind of gave us a good rundown of the different dining experiences that are going to be available on the Disney Wish. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the there's going to be a few. There's um <clears throat> there's the Avengers one. Which is apparently going to have like an actual story. I thought it was just going to be like Avengers themed. But there was actually going to be My a story. Immersion. I'm yes, so exactly. Uh, apparently you are going to be there. And you're going to see Scott Lang. And you're going to see uh, the Wasp. And I believe, I think they also mentioned Black Panther and Black Widow. And I think you're basically going to just try and like team up with, uh, with the Avengers. To try and s- solve a problem basically, right? But at your table, they're going to have like these, uh, I think they mentioned that they're quantum, uh, quantum something, but basically you're going to be able to like interact by pressing a button on them and it's going to affect the story kind of thing. So like from your table, you're going to be able to actually like work with uh, the Avengers and solve the problem. So I think that's going to be very interesting. Uh, Then of course, there is the Frozen experience, which is where you, they, they, transport you to uh arendelle you're in i think they said that you're in the castle for like a big uh, a big ball or a big feast uh like a big Mm -hmm. festival that's cool yeah and so there's gonna of course be the characters there interacting with you and everything uh
1: elsa does like a show yeah with projection mapping yeah Yeah, and she'll she'll freeze everything for your entertainment
0: (laughs) yes uh and then there's the and then i think the other one is the 1929 restaurant i think it's 1929 restaurant Mm -hmm. uh which is basically just going to be super themed to be of the time of like classic hollywood and stuff it's to reminisce of like when walt first opened the company and uh all that all that good stuff
1: that's nice yeah i think
0: it's I i think it'll be cute
1: all right, so um, oh, Jungle Cruise update.
0: Yes, Jungle Cruise update. It's open.
1: It's open. It's it's soft open, but it's open. It
0: yeah, it's open. There's there's videos available. You can watch the ride through. It looks super cute. Um, so what were your uh, initial reactions to watching this ride through?
1: Okay, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't usually like to talk about myself. She lied, but <laughs> but oh i just misgendered myself hey i'm 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 exploring they them now uh but she is also (laughs) fine uh i um so my dream job in the whole world is to be a jungle cruise skipper i think i'd be very good at it um so i have some thoughts and one is the jungle cruise skippers are currently under rehearsed uh (laughs) From but all the YouTube I, okay. videos I've seen. yeah um, I'm seeing them forgetting jokes and stuff. So you you all can do it. You can do it, but I wouldn't I would wait a week to ride it, is what I'm saying. But yeah. um the new stuff all looks gorgeous. I I love they have new skins on animatronics and new things and they they're modern, but they've been made to look like OG animatronics. It's very beautiful art and I really like it and um I mean, Jungle Cruise is an opening day attraction. And I'm just really excited about all the changes myself. And um, it's a beautiful ride. It's a beautiful place to be. The voiceovers are very nostalgic. The hmm. sunken um, skipper ship is amazing. Trader Sam's Lost and Found is amazing. The hmm. pool of people is amazing. I have no complaints whatsoever. All I, all I can say is that I'm excited to go on it. And um, the backside of water is still an incredible joke. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, the backside. What do you think?
1: <laughs> the the
0: backside of water. It still makes me giggle. It's, it's such a dumb joke, but I love it so much.
1: All the jokes are dumb. That's why they're so good. <laughs> oh, so good.
0: Yeah. Uh, honestly, I really liked it. Like the stuff that they that they removed, I didn't miss. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, when I watched the ride through, I, I almost completely forgot that they were even there. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're supposed to be like marauders and, and people like, and like headhunters. But yeah, no, all that's gone. Like uh, and I like
1: it much better this way. Well, I think it's
0: they did such a good job of like not. Uh, of like not altering the flow of the ride that mm-hmm. it's it's so perfectly seamless. It does not disrupt the ride in any way and so yeah. you still go through you know you still come across the bathing elephants and the hippos and the piranhas uh you know all that stuff is still there uh and then of course coming across uh the skipper and hi- and his party that are like up the pole that are like trying to escape from the rhino and yeah and like even the inclusion of like the the uh the sunken skipper ship excuse me uh all that was done really really well um Yeah, just all in all, it looks really good. And, like, I genuinely am excited to hear your experience when you write it to see, like, how you felt, like, as somebody writing. Because, like, when you watch these ride-throughs, yeah, you experience, you know... at least for me i still get the that those experiences and like that like I that fun gut feeling of like oh this is so exciting and everything right yeah
1: but it's great but because it's- like it's not comparable to real life even though like you still get that magic so it's like yeah exactly It's still worth going.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like once you're actually there and experiencing it, it's an entirely different sensation. And and, like when I was watching, like I told Colin that uh, they released they released the ride through and I was watching and he's like, oh, so you're spoiling it for yourself. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, this isn't spoiling it. Like this is just like it'll be entirely different when we ride it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I like to know exactly what details I want to seek out. And I I like having the ability to pay more attention to the joy of my friends and my um, partner going to disneyland so i'm always happy to spoil it for myself so i can pay attention to their joy
0: yeah yeah and like it's really not like it's really not that big of a spoiler i mean like they only really changed half the ride and i already knew what was coming anyway so it was more just to kind of like check in to see how they implemented all those changes and again they implemented them super super well everything like i said everything was totally seamless uh the new jokes were still fun like the, like mm-hmm. uh well i'll i'll post actually i tweeted it i tweeted a uh a clip or um, a youtube video of someone who did who did record a ride through both day and night so you can see what it looks like in both day and night uh mm-hmm. and yeah so you can go ahead there go check that out and see for yourself and see what you think and then give us your opinion on that yeah yeah Speaking of Disneyland, uh, because we are talking about Peter Pan the movie, we felt it, I guess, necessary to also discuss the ride that is based on this film, which is, of course, yes. Peter Pan, Peter Pan, blah, blah, blah. The Peter, Peter plan Penn. is to discuss Peter Pan's flight next.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you once again. I my... saved
1: it. I been... I don't think they noticed. I don't
0: think they noticed it. I don't. It's okay. We're good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Peter Pan's flight. Uh, do you want to take this? Since I've just been talking for the last like ten minutes.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think you have a very soothing voice, and I'm always oh, happy to listen to it. Thanks. Um, Uh, (laughs) if you don't know much about Peter Pan's flight this segment is for you Peter Pan's flight is one of the opening day attractions at Disneyland and opening day attractions uh, like the Jungle Cruise are sacred to Disneyland fans because Walt of course Walt Disney uh supervised their creation and their detail and what they were going to make you feel like himself Mm -hmm. and um so Peter Pan's flight it's not an to move your system, like, for example, The Haunted Mansion or um, The Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Any any of those rides that could consistently move. Uh, but the thing about Peter Pan's flight, of course, is that it's suspended from the ceiling. And um, uh, Disneyland, the Imagineers were the first ones to come up with a ride suspended like that. Uh, if you have never been on Peter plan- Pan's flight, Peter plans. Wow. <laughs> it's hard, right? Right? Yes. it's uh, You're flying Captain Hook's pirate ship as uh, the characters do at the end of the film, but uh, through the entire story of Peter Pan, through the nursery, out the window, which is magical, um, mm-hmm. over London, through Neverland, and then back home again at the end. So it's it's really interesting and exciting that way. Something very interesting about Peter Pl- Pan's flight, Peter Plan, I'm going to say Peter Plan every time now, <wah, laughs> um, is uh, that it consistently has one of the longest wait times that never ebbs and flows in all of Disneyland parks. So if you have extra yep. magic hours, which you only get from being a guest on a Disneyland um, resort property um yeah in in a hotel uh I would use your extra magic hour to go and ride it but I I wouldn't rope drop Peter Pan's flight honestly it's a really good ride I don't think it's worth a 45 minute wait I would make it your last ride of the night because um Fantasyland starts clearing out when it gets dark don't wait 45 minutes for it it is a it's a dark ride that I think if I were going to rank the dark rides in Fantasyland I wouldn't say it's the best one um okay unpopular opinion or like just i guess controversial opinion um i think pinocchio is better really i think it's a very strong ride pinocchio okay um (laughs) but it's really good like ride peter pan's flight going over never flying over neverland in that ship is incredible but like don't for god's sake don't wait an hour for it
0: no 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 uh my recommendation like uh similar to what fairleth said is if you are going to stay on uh on a disney property like Even even like look into the Paradise Pier Hotel, which is the cheapest of the three. You're fine. You're only like a ten minute walk from Disneyland. Anyway, you're good. Uh, Go for Magic Hour because in Magic Hour they open Fantasyland and Tomorrowland in in Disneyland itself. Uh, So go do it. Knock out all of the all of the the adventure not Adventureland Fantasyland dark rides. Do all Mm -hmm. those first, and that way you're they're they're out of the way. That because Fantasyland is one of the areas that's consistently busy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think partly because of the fact that all these, all the families come in and, <clears throat> and like, that's where they go because it is so, uh, I guess, so heavily geared towards children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, go do Peter Pan's flight. Admittedly, like it's my opinion of the, of the fantasy land storybook rides is that they're all kind of the same like, I don't, I personally don't think any of them is better than the other. I think each of them has different aspects that I think are very fun, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of like, uh, th- that are just generally fun. But I don't, I don't consider any one to be better than the other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but, um, the cool thing about the Peter Pan flight is that, yes, it's, it's on a, it's on a unique track system. Like, Fairla said, it's above you so that, uh, the ship kind of like has this, f- uh, almost free hanging yeah it has like a free hanging sensation which is really cool um
1: for the time also oh yeah
0: yeah completely mind-blowing and yeah and like when you're flying when you're riding over flying over london it's really cool and then like they have the model of neverland which is really pretty
1: Mm -hmm. gorgeous
0: um Um, i have more man um
1: peter pan's flight is present in every disney park worldwide except for do you know which one it's not in
0: uh Tokyo.
1: Close. Oh. Well not that close. Medium yeah. close. You're closer like Shanghai? across the Pacific Ocean, which is correct. Hong Kong.
0: Oh, that was my first yeah. guess.
1: You flew across the whole ocean. You're you were you were close. Um so Hong Kong doesn't have it. Um Hong Kong is very small. So I get mm. it um and then yeah until 1983 Peter Pan did not make an appearance in the ride at all you <laughs> <laughs> were supposed to be Peter Pan which I get but just like Snow White's scary adventures not featuring snow White at all it just didn't work for people
0: yeah they didn't and, like it yeah and uh that whole area just kind of like did a big refurbishment like uh over over the years like uh like when it when it first opened there used to be like a skull rock near it uh we mm. were we were discussing ahead of the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Before the recording that there was like a big pirate ship and like to whom the pirate ship belonged to. Uh, apparently, the pirate ship that was there was in partnership with uh, the was it a restaurant? Chicken was of
1: it... the Sea. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken of the Sea pirate ship restaurant. You went into the pirate ship and you could get a tuna sandwich.
0: <laughs> Just the idea that that's so funny to me. It's so funny. Me
1: too. Uh, the, yeah. um, the footprint where the Matterhorn currently stands in Disneyland Park was a lagoon. And the pirate ship couldn't have steered into it in any way. Like, it, it's just a round pool for the pirate ship to sit in. It was and just there's there. A giant, yeah, a giant galley sitting there. Um, when Chicken of the Sea withdrew their sponsorship in the late 60s, it became Captain Hook's galley. And it's gorgeous and awesome, but uh, I think what they have now... With the, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the ship that's part of Fantasmic that sits outside of Pirates of the Caribbean and New Orleans Square. I think is more
0: the uh, it's, it's more immersive. The Columbia.
1: It could be the Columbia. Yeah, the sailing ship Columbia. That sounds right.
0: I think that's it. Yeah. Yes. 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 You're right. The sounds yeah, really cool. that ship is much cooler. It's so much cooler. Uh, yeah, and so the. But yeah, like even the facade of Peter Pan's flight's gone through a bunch of refurbishments, and they're you know they refer they ref, they refurb the ride itself a bunch of times because of course like I think that I think that specific mechanism is like uh, the the overhead type of uh, rail just requires maintenance uh, quite frequently I think um, mm-hmm. so yeah but all in all like I I do recommend it I think it's a very fun uh, ride. It is visually it's really nice because, like I said, like with the miniature models and everything, you feel it it just feels really cool. Yeah, uh, because everything is entirely in darkness and you see the stars and everything and it's all very, very pretty. So,
1: but yeah, yeah,
0: but yeah, a 40 minute, a 40 minute wait is kind of insane.
1: And that's on the low end. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like it's Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, there's lots of Easter eggs in the ride. Um, like if you look at the blocks in the nursery, I won't spell it out, but look at them. They, they spell something out that mm-hmm. I'm not going to spell out for you now. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a little magic trick um, that you can uh, look at. When you fly over London, you can see cars moving and they're so tiny. How are they doing that? How are they moving those cars? It is dots of glow-in-the-dark paint on bicycle chains driving across the bridges.
0: That's very cool. I, I didn't oh I didn't even know that. That's really cool.
1: <laughs> um then on uh, the moon over london as uh, the darling children and peter fly over it mm-hmm. you can see craters that form a hidden mickey oh and,
0: uh, hidden
1: mickey yeah i love a hidden mickey mm-hmm. and um yeah that's the, those are that's my my general uh, little rundown of facts about peter pan's flight uh you know it's really interesting to look up ride facts about the different disney rides they are all incredibly detailed there's so much going on in all of them um
0: yeah you
1: know it's it's a fun way to spend an afternoon
0: yeah well, also yeah.
1: you go up to 17 feet high on that ride which is pretty cool
0: it doesn't feel like that
1: That's i, really I know high. I do, it doesn't it's really high but that's what the internet says on multiple websites so i believe them
0: my goodness well multiple sources <laughs> mm-hmm. uh cool well that's yeah so that's peter pan's flight do peter it flight. it's fun we'll it's <laughs> fun
1: um now peter pan's movie
0: the movie okay
1: uh here we go
0: <laughs> so we're not gonna delve super deep into the uh indigenous aspect of it and the and the the racism, because, uh, like I said before, we, uh, CJ and I do kind of talk about that already. So Farrah and I are going to talk about the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the record, since I wasn't able to speak to CJ, it's, it's distractingly racist. It's just, it's, it ruins it. In my opinion, it ruins Mm -hmm. it to watch it because it's like, it's, it's watching a whole race of people get boiled down to, being made up fairy tale creatures it's it's very upsetting honestly and the song isn't even good
0: no it, they're just they're they're ridiculous
1: yeah anyway it's <laughs> okay. uh let's uh-huh. hmm. yes all right so
0: uh start off the film uh with the with you know the the classic these classic like title card sequences that come in with like all the credits and everything yeah, they're uh, very pretty they're very pretty. I think the song is really nice. I do too. I think it's very, very sweet. Uh it's something that I kinda realized. Like I think I think a few of the films that are in the Silver Age do tend to they, they take place in England, I feel like.
1: I mean, isn't Cinderella French? Crazy?
0: Cindy is yes, yeah, Cindy is French. But like let's see. I'm looking at I'm looking at this little list here. Uh, So, like, Alice, Peter, 101 Dalmatians, and Sword in the Stone all take place in England. Oh, well, hey. Yeah. And then Cinderella is, of course, French. Lady and the Tramp is, like, meant to be, like, small-town America, I think. Sleeping Beauty, I can't remember where that one is from is specifically. Is it German? I You know, that's, think... that's
1: interesting. Because, well, I mean, it's medieval. But Sleeping Beauty Castle, like, mm, I'm just thinking about Disneyland Paris, um, because, of course, their castle, all the trees and everything are, are trimmed every day to be squares, like in Sleeping Beauty. Beauty I wonder. Hmm. Let's find out. Sleeping Beauty, hmm. Disney film setting. Uh, trees. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's in the 14th century. I'll keep trying to find it. Um
0: uh and then of course Jungle Book is uh takes place in India. Yes. Which has a connection uh-huh. to England because India was <gasps> Brit- was a British colony at some point.
1: I was right, she's German. I did it.
0: Okay, there you go. She's German. Well, there you go. Uh yeah. cute. Uh okie dokie. So, there's that, yeah. Uh Now, okay, so what other uh what other things we got? Uh I really like that um So this this whole kind of like intro sequence with like the darlings at home, you have like Mary and uh, Mr. Darling, whose name I had. And then I forgot. George, I think he's George. What, George? George George Darling?
1: Darling? Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think that's right. It's George and Mary.
0: I believe so.
1: Uh, yeah. uh. Well, he's George Darling in the two thousand three Peter Pan.
0: Then you know what? We'll go with that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So the um, I like that. I like this kind of like establish establishing their like family dynamic and everything. Like uh, mm-hmm. I like that uh, the children are so whimsical and just enjoy. Yeah, they're fun. Fun. Yeah, I do like how you you still you're. Uh the animation is very obvious it's very obvious that they used like classic animation for like Mary and for Wendy. Like the, the women yeah. the women are I feel are designed differently than the men are.
1: Yes, they're very lovely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh also just the concept of a dog as a nursemaid just makes me happy.
1: Always wonderful.
0: Aw Nana. Oh Nana. It's very fun. Uh yeah, like, I, li- I, liked, I liked the establishing of this family and, like, kind of, like, making them seem fairly normal, you know? Like, the dad is a little yeah. stressed probably because of he needs to get to this party because it's a work party. So he's got to, you know, he has to make a good impression. And then, you know, Mary's, like, trying to calm him the fuck down because he's, like, losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the kids are just upstairs in their nursery, like, hanging out, doing what kids do, which is play pirates, which is great. Yep. Yeah. What do you think?
1: What do I think? I think I, I I love I love this movie, and it makes me really sad again that it is <laughs> so thoroughly offensive. Because um, I think it's really lovely. Uh, growing up, I had the picture book of it, so I hadn't mm-hmm. seen the movie. So honestly, in the picture book. Um, Tiger Lily was just a princess wearing a beautiful dress and I really liked Tiger Lily. And then I the movie was so disappointing to me when I first saw it as an adult. But um, generally what I really like about it is they're um, true to the book and that Wendy has a terrible time in Neverland and learns a lesson about, you know, little boys who refuse to grow up who promise you the moon. And Peter Pan's pa- a dick.
0: Yeah. So that's the biggest takeaway that I have from this movie is that Peter Pan's a dick. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of him as a character. He's just kind of... a dick. Yeah. Like, I... Like, yeah. So, I, I ended... Actually, so, discussing the... Uh, the comparison of books to movie, I ended up finding a, a nice little, like, list here. So, some of the good... Some of the similarities that, that are there... Uh, Tinkerbell doesn't like Wendy because Tinkerbell is just jealous of Wendy because i guess Tinkerbell has a thing for Peter.
1: Well, yeah, i mean i get it because i also like condescending assholes. So, <laughs> Tinkerbell and i are the same. Um, but i mean like on that note, that's why i don't like the new Tinkerbell movies because Tinkerbell's not a little bitch and like i say it lovingly, like i identify with wanting to look up my own skirt while standing on a giant hand mirror and, you know, prancing around being hot and having a like i i don't understand. Why they changed her so much to just be this little whimsical, nice fairy in these direct-to-video releases? Because it's not she. She's my like favorite little guy who just is an angry, rage fairy. I could talk about that <laughs> all day. Oh, it makes me mad. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I like, I like,
0: <laughs> I do like this this Tinker Bell in that she's. In, in that she's sassy and knows what she wants. She doesn't really care. Doesn't give a fuck about anyone else. Because it's like this is the shit that I like. This is you know. He's my man. You can't have him. Kind of thing. Like I do like I do like an I do like a girl with an attitude. Yeah. Although I do th- I do think that her she, her attitude does get a little toxic at some point. Because like it gets to the point of where like she literally just wants to kill Wendy. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, okay, you can calm down. Like,
1: yeah.
0: It's clear, it's clear that you're, that, that Peter is like an egotistical narcissist. Like, it's clear that he thinks he's better than everyone. It's clear that he, you know, wants all the attention. And so, like, this, this whole relationship is just incredibly toxic. Like, Mm -hmm. no one's going to get what they want. (laughs) Uh, tiger lily is in fact captured in both the book and the movie uh wendy is treated like a mother in neverland because that, that that was of course the purpose of peter bringing her to neverland in the first place was like you can tell stories you can be our mother and that whole thing uh the lost boys do defeat the pirates and take over the ship the darlings return home of course hook is chased by the crocodiles so the whole cro- the whole crocodile mm-hmm. thing i think is just hilarious
1: I love that crocodile. Yeah. I love I love that Hook can't get away, like, that he's got the clock in him. I think it's so funny. Yeah. I always loved in um Hook when we saw how massive that crocodile was, like in Hook with Robin Williams. Yeah. The crocodile was, one, like, as big as a building, and two, made to be a clock forever. Yeah. I just loved it. I mean, go great. ahead. To- total digression on my part.
0: But valid. Uh, Hook does, of course, try to kill Peter. Uh, Tinkerbell does save Peter from being killed by Hook. This was a big difference that uh, from the book to the movie. In the book, I think you had mentioned that they were that it was a poison that Peter was supposed to drink.
1: Well, and in the original play, because yeah. it was it it was supposed to be for audience participation. You know, um, uh, Peter's supposed to drink his medicine that Wendy mm-hmm. left him as as his mother, and um, Hook poisons it, so Tinkerbell drinks it all before uh peter can and then it's the clap if you believe in fairies sequence um yeah to bring her back to life
0: i do believe in fairies i do i do and then you yeah that whole thing uh yeah whereas in or as in this in this movie (laughs) hook just straight up uses a bomb i mean it's effective i guess yeah (laughs) The big thing,
1: I mean, yeah, it sends a message.
0: Yeah, uh, the thing I did see was that, like, when he did use the bomb, uh, when it cuts to the ship when it explodes, you see pieces of like the forest kind of flying towards the ship, and you see the waves kind of react and like they're all like uh, they become very turbulent and everything. Honestly, my reaction to that was that like, how close is how close are they to Hangman's Tree because like on the map hangman's tree seems to be very much more like central neverland
1: island yeah but it's also weird why does tinkerbell have to walk across the whole map rather than just pointing to where it is but anyway
0: maybe go there's ahead. maybe there's like a specific path that they have to go along i don't maybe. know Maybe. but the point was was that like they're that far from the explosion to have that kind of reaction where they are on the ship that must have been a big ass bomb Yeah. And, like, if it was really... I mean, it
1: was. It was, like...
0: Well, but, like, if it really was that big, like, there's no way that Peter would have survived. Mm. Let alone Tinkerbell, who was carrying the damn thing. Anyway, just a small, like, little inconsistency that I noticed. Um, Yeah, uh, the children take over the ship. Uh, The Lost Boys, John, Michael, and Wendy, are captured as they return home to England.
1: Yeah. And they're headed home um just wendy misses um her mother Mm -hmm. and tells the lost boys about (laughs) tells the lost boys her parents will adopt them i always thought that was the funniest ending to the book because i can't imagine mr darling being okay with that plan at all like at all but okay Mm. anyway so the pirates kidnap them And um, Wendy just says, Peter Pan will save us. And he does. But in the 2003 movie, she decides to join the Pirates, which is amazing. And she becomes red-handed Jill. And it's my favorite thing.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: But not in this version. Meh. That's okay. Anyway, then Peter Pan does save them. And I hope that's not a spoiler, but it came out in 1953. So Peter Pan does save them. And he refuses to come back to England with them uh, forever. And they go back. And that's it
0: yeah uh and yes and the lost boys end up joining uh wendy john and michael in england and then like as you said they got they ended up getting adopted and everything so yeah that's that's one of the big differences Uh, a couple other small differences here uh is that like uh so in the beginning of the movie mr darling gets ends up getting frustrated with all of the kids like do doing their things and wendy filling their head with stories and blah 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 and he's like you know what i think it's high time she gets her own room and like everybody freaks out like it's like the worst thing ever which i, I want thought my own room. which i thought was hilarious cuz i was like I, I it's funny to me that the worst possible thing that this family could do or could experience is god forbid wendy darling get her own bedroom and i just thought it was very very funny and silly uh, but of course yeah. it's meant to represent the fact that you know wendy is Supposed to be growing up, which is kind of a big deal. And admittedly, I feel that, like, yeah, why, why, why? do we have to, really? <laughs> I don't want. Well, no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, what else? Uh, so mm-hmm. Peter arrives at the Darlings' uh, house after Mary and George have left for their little party. Yeah. And Peter arrives because he's looking for his shadow, uh, who ended up getting separated from him which i think is just interesting the fact that you can lose your shadow Mm -hmm. um and yeah so like the that whole thing was very cool uh that just like peter just breaks into their house wendy finds him and then just accepts that he's there just like is like oh peter you're here okay you're looking for your shadow okay here you go rather than why is there a random boy in my room what is happening (laughs) like this kid just broke in what's happening I just think it's very funny that she just kind of accepted the fact that it was just reality. And then well, she goes... Well, clearly
1: Peter Pan and, like, she knows his deal.
0: No, yeah, but I, still, it was very, like, oh, so you're just going to accept the fact that this kid just broke into your room and is looking mm-hmm. for his shadow? Uh, yeah, so I thought that was very interesting. Uh, in the lo- in the book, the Lost Boys shoot Wendy, but Peter's, quote-unquote, kiss saves her. Uh, mm-hmm. I think at that point, like, they had established that a kiss is a thim- that they use the thimble as a representation of a kiss
1: yes yes yeah. is that yeah
0: yeah because like they they don't actually like like wendy tries to explain to him what a kiss is and then she has a thimble and she gives him the thimble instead
1: mm-hmm.
0: because peter is just like what the fuck are you talking about i don't know i'm perpetually a ch- i'm permanently a child <laughs> yep so uh yeah and then uh in the book, Hook is eaten by the crocodile, apparently.
1: Yes. I mean, he's not explicitly eaten in the animated feature, but, like, he's gonna be. There. He's in the water. The crocodile's chasing him. He's hes done. Yeah.
0: yeah. Just, like, the, yeah. In the movie, just him and the rest of the pirates just sail away. But apparently, yeah, but Hook gets eaten. Uh, in the book, the darling children are gone for many days, and the parents are very worried. But in the movie, it seems... In the movie, they kind of... it's They make it seem as if time and Neverland i uh either runs faster than time than normal time or you know something like that but yeah like in the movie they're basically just gone for the night
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: rather than in the book when they're actually gone for days and days and days yeah uh yeah which is because yeah. or which you know kind of becomes a bit of a, a which would become a problem you know if you just come it into it it would become your, a and, problem you know <laughs> <laughs> uh in mm-hmm. in uh In the book, the Lost Boys stay with the Darlings in in England, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Tinkerbell and Peter try to bar the window shut so the kids can't return, apparently, in the book. So, yeah, like they're that hell bent on just. Oh,
1: yeah, Peter's messed up in the book.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then Tinkerbell is captured in the movie and reveals the Lost Boys' hideout, whereas in the book, Smee and Hook accidentally discover it, Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: I think is kind of funny how you're just like, oh. Ah! Like, ah, there it is. Ha ha! (laughs) I've been oh. looking
1: for this for 40 years. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: um
1: I have uh, a couple of like fun facts. um We're getting we're getting towards the point where we should introduce TJ's uh, interview with you, but um, yes, yeah. something fun that I found out because um, people say Marilyn Monroe was the basis for Tinkerbell. Like, clearly she wasn't. Like she does not have the same all. shape even at all. But people just it's like an urban legend. Uh. Um, Margaret Carey is the real-life model for Tinkerbell. And if you're interested in what her real-life voice sounds like, she voiced the red-haired mermaid. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, And uh, Bobby Driscoll, who played Peter Pan, one, it's so interesting because Peter Pan has such an unusual face shape Mm -hmm. and such an unusual design. And it's literally just he's a portrait of his voice actor. So look up Bobby Driscoll, who unfortunately died in his 30s. So Uh. very... Sadly ironic for a Peter Pan actor to die yeah. young, and um, Catherine Beaumont, who played Wendy, you would recognize her as the voice of Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is very nice, I think.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I can't remember whether or not she ends up getting a another voice in disney i feel like they use her again but i can't be sure we'll have to come across it i'm
1: not sure i'd have to check um yeah. i know she did alice and wendy in various things forever
0: yes yeah i think yeah. at some point like in live action like there was like i'm not
1: sure if
0: uh, like there's some in
1: kingdom hearts for sure
0: yeah like there's definitely when they were doing the the like the wonderful world of disney or the um or its precursor like the the what was it called? The colorful, what? Like, do you remember when they were doing like those live action? When Walt was like hosting?
1: The oh, on TV. On TV. I'm not sure.
0: I feel like um, what it, I, that
1: was called. I
0: feel yeah. Anyway, so like during like, in the in like the 50s and 60s, when they were doing like their their TV programs, uh, Walt would have various guests on, and a couple times they had like the characters of like Alice and Wendy. On the show, if I remember correctly, and I'm not, and I'm wondering whether or not they use the same actresses who voiced them mm-hmm. to like, in, like if they had if they had them in live action as well or not. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: So I don't know, but yeah, but that that was that was also just very cool, the fact that they had that in the first place.
1: Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she uh, did every Alice um, and Wendy voice until 2002. Her oh, last wow. um, Disney credit is uh, in 2010. She was Kyrie's grandma in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep.
0: Ooh. Oh, no, yeah. that, that's a fun series. I do enjoy mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts. It gets real wonky with the story because there are so many. <laughs> there are so many games
1: so much yeah yeah
0: there's like there's the three main games which is kingdom hearts one two and three and then you have like de- dream drop distance and uh what was the one that you just said death by sleep no
1: uh i don't think it's called death by sleep i just went out of it once i uh, birth by sleep <laughs>
0: birth by sleep
1: <laughs> <laughs> couple like imagine there's like my gosh. there's
0: apparently a mobile game like i don't know there's it's it it goes it goes ridiculous but the main games, the, the actual ones for console are actually very fun. And, you know, I love the fact that you go to these like the Disney worlds and you fight alongside the Disney characters. It just makes me
1: happy. It's super cool. Uh, yeah. All right. Shall we introduce our, uh, well, your talk with TJ about um, indigenous stereotypes in film?
0: Yes. All right. So here is where we cut. And then when we come back, we will give final thoughts and then plugs and stuff so yeah. here we go in three two one so I'm thinking I'm just leaving
2: food in the same spot in normally because we just throw our leftovers out like oh, I'm yeah. not going to begrudge
0: a rat for finding food in a forest and eating it that's fair <laughs> do you not have a green bin or do you put it in a green bin no we, we just do not do have it. a green bin you don't mm. oh. and I also prefer to throw
2: food onto the uh, plants because the trees take the nutrients
0: oh oh rocks. yeah but you also
2: live in like a forest I do live in a fucking forest yeah <laughs> so that's fair so like big old growth trees. So I'm like, okay, because that's how that's how we got the big old trees out here. It's the salmon run, Ooh. and the bears eat the salmon, and they throw it to the side, and mm-hmm. then those nutrients is from the from the salmon carcasses go into the trees, eat eat it, and they got all this nitrate, and they grow way bigger yeah. than they have ever in the province. Aww. So trees. Yeah. So I tell people, it's just it's just if you have something that will decompose, put it with the put it back into nature. <laughs>
0: yeah. As nature will
2: benefit from that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so this segment is going to be edited and cut into the rest of the podcast. Yep. Uh, so, why don't you introduce yourself then, CJ? Because I'm currently running. So, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell people who you are. Uh, give your pronouns if you'd like. And uh, tell people why you're on the podcast in the first place. <laughs> well, I'm CJ
2: Strongheart, uh, it was a name that was given to me. I'm from Saika's First Nation uh, in the interior of British Columbia, if no one really figured that out. And, um, yeah, I'm First Nations, if you can guess on that. <laughs> Part of the Frog Clan. Uh, like, when I was born, my native name was Nastool, which was my, one of my given names, too, which means Wolverine. Um, not really into the pronouns because just growing up with First Nations is like, I was always, there was always two spirited people. So it was something that was always part of my lexicon or my understanding. Mm-hmm. And we just, when that came around, I feel like the indigenous community just didn't really get into it because we were kind of like, we were already kind of doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like in, especially in my culture as I've always, um, perceived it, well, I haven't taught it was just that everyone has a place regardless of, um, what you are and where you come from, you belong. Yeah. So, and there's that. And I'm on because we're uh, Peter Pan, I believe. we Peter Pan. Yes. We're going to talk about Peter Pan. And it's funny because I remember when I was in high school, we actually did a, like a video essay thingy on it. <laughs> so, I've had this conversation before, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, we have you on because, of course, there is uh, a big, uh, I guess, indigenous aspect to Peter Pan. Uh, and just kind of talking about how what how you feel about it and how you feel the i guess the can i even call it the representation
2: of it because it's
0: very it is a
2: representation which really makes me laugh because it's like i've always enjoyed it because to me i've always seen it as a caricature Mm -hmm. because it's so over the top and hilarious and being first nations looking at it from that view i just kind of like i laugh i'm like this is really funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) but if you told me that, like, no, this is what people believe Native people are, I go, oh, well, that's just really... that's. I wouldn't I get offended because, it's again, to come against my personality to try to get offended, but it makes me look at you as, like, you don't... I want to say you're kind of ignorant or stupid. I'm like, how mm-hmm. could you... Something so over-the-top be believable?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah. the, problem, the problem is that, like, in the mid-20th century, people of color were just portrayed almost exclusively as caricatures yeah and so i feel like uh and this isn't necessarily just exclusively a fault of disney this is exclusively this is a fault of just what media was like in the in the mid-20th century right like looking at first nations people and black people and asians and even latin uh latin american people anybody that wasn't white was just kind of seen oh, yeah, in various
2: yeah. It's kind of like, there's a the group in that you missed too, so it's like anybody who is like in the jungle, you were now just jungle people. Yeah, Like, you exactly. know, like if you're Indonesian, you're jungle people. If you're Filipino, you're just jungle people. You're an Asian, you're jungle people. <laughs> yeah, and, and so... So that, you know, basically like, all of like, if you were like Indonesian, Filipino, anything that involved anything in jungle, it's like
0: you were where King Kong lived. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, kind of like the big thing about it. And yeah, and like, so I I... I agree with you in that I think, I don't necessarily think that that's how people saw indigenous people, like, in the 20th century, like, 100%. But I do think it is still leaning hard towards just generally how they chose to portray them because they still kind of saw them as, like, this was still, remember, this was still the age of, like, the idea of playing cowboys and Indians, right? Mm-hmm.
2: It, was and, a hard, um, it was a hard guesswork they made. They made a lot of guesswork. That's the one piece I always... Mm-hmm. When I like rewatched it and gave it a really hard eye, it was like I think they did their best to try to understand, but they just had nothing to go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other, you know, other movies or other thought processes. Yeah,
0: the rest of what media was was Yeah,
2: because yeah. if you look at, um, I'll just break into it for you. But like when it, like, when it. you watch, when you like look at the island of Neverland. Yeah, it's not a plains place. There's no plains. Mm-hmm. There's there was that one little plains where they ran into like. Somehow, I didn't see it. in the when you look at the map, where he goes, you know, Cannibal Cove, and no, all we searched there, mermaid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you kind of see the geography. So somehow, there's a little bit of a field in there that some plains with tall grass where they run into. I can't remember what animal they ran into when the Lost Boys were singing their really scary song. How they're gonna go kill the. They Indians. were coming to a bear. Was a no.
0: Was it a bear in they the field? They see a bear. Yeah, because like they kind of like. I remember. I remember because um, they walk
2: into it and something comes up and it's chewing. Yeah, so because they're in the field, because it was like basically the the visual they wanted was all the tails. They wanted all the tails and like to be seen above the grass yeah. while they're doing that thing. Yeah, and can explain to
0: people what you mean by tails.
2: Oh well, like the Lost Boys have outfits, you know, raccoon outfits, oh, yes, and everything, yes, yes, and, yes, yes, and yes, they yes. got the tails, and it's like it's really fun thing. I always thought it was cool as a kid. I was like, <laughs> and, and and it also is funny because like. Well, not funny, but it made sense as an edit ad- edit matter. It's like we can't have these kids in loin here. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta figure something out. <laughs> it's like okay, they've uh, so they're all in onesies. Yeah, they've we got they've uh, all created onesie and anim- things of all the animals, and they've done that. Uh, they do run into an animal that's in the plains, but generally, like when you look at the actual indigenous people of it, they're a, a plains natives. They're yeah. plains Indians. They look like the Sioux. They look like the Blackfoot. Well, not really too much the Blackfoot, but like mainly the plains, like the Cree. And if you look at the geography, it's a forested area. It's more yeah. like the Algonquin, right? it's more like my people in the, the Daketh, you know, where we like live in the mountains and all that stuff. So right there, they kind of like lost a lot of it. I'm just like, okay, what kind of natives do we need here? Mm-hmm. And other than you know making up this random field that somehow exists on this yeah. island,
0: <laughs> but um, for the convenience of the story,
2: yeah, this one little shot where they can you know, show them with their tails popping up and down. It's a cool thing and sings Bobby to the song, you know, yeah. And uh, but it says that and uh a couple of the other spots too kind of like the one where like uh uh one of my students pointed it out where she was saying like you know squaw no dance squaw get them firewood and she mm-hmm. was like she was trying to make it sound like um i think she was really high that was her problem <laughs> she was like she said that to the native person i'm like no no, no i said that to wendy that was just weird <laughs> that they would say it to wendy yeah. one on like just that's not what you'd refer to somebody who is essentially a guest in your community and they're the guest in the community because they've saved one of your members yeah so they're there i was like they would never send her off to go grab firewood yeah they'd be like oh no you do almost do whatever you want almost within you know good regards of yeah. having a guest so i was like that's the spot they just destroyed like it would just never happen in ceremony they would do that but then like they also mess it up because they're going for the gag where it's like they have the peace pipe going around and they did a good job of Making the peace pipe look like an actual peace pipe. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool," but like when like when she took it away from Michael, that's super disrespectful. Like you know, like obviously, like he if he's too young to smoke it, and like and I don't even think they'd be in that situation too. But like he he would you'd have to like you'd hold it up, you'd kind of like pick it up above your head, and you'd kind of go like kind of like it's the because uh, the smoke was kind of like you know we don't lie to each other and stuff like that. There's a lot mm-hmm. of cool like metaphorical phrases that happened. In movies and describing it, but it's kind of like a bond of trust, or like, mm-hmm. or you know, also like connecting to the creator with that um, space. And for her to like also take it away from him and then like cold her nose and pull it away and do all this stuff, it's like it's just was it's just bad form. And then her brother, when he actually smoked it, he's like, he just pulled too hard. <laughs> he didn't need to do that. <laughs> but he actually jumped in. <laughs> so it's funny, if I was sitting there and someone did that, I'd be like, well,
0: these two people might die today. <laughs> this guy's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, like, what, what, uh, I imagine, I imagine it changes, but like, what herbs do they throw into the peace pipe?
2: um well it's, it's tobacco like, is it tobacco? but it's real tobacco yeah like you know like how there's
0: a lot of, like, you,
2: yeah, if you go buy cigarettes they put a bunch of stuff in there it's yeah not just tobacco yeah so smoking real tobacco actually isn't too bad i wouldn't mm-hmm. make it a habit of it <laughs> yeah. but it's very much in ceremony and stuff and and all that so it's that, that that part of it was pretty good and the other one that was really bad was when they showed Tiger tigerly dancing on a drum would oh. never happen would never happen well, I just don't think you would dance on a drum. No, but it just would never happen yeah, in a <laughs> million trillion years. I would never see anybody dancing on a drum because <laughs> I feel like the 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 drum would just break. Some are really strong. Some power drums are very very strong because oh, okay. made very good thick hide, and yeah. you're right, could break, right? So yeah, but yeah, it's um, it would just never happen in a million mm-hmm. years. And I always thought it was funny because I was looking at this dance they were doing when Peter and Tyler were dancing. I was like. And I was like, it's weird that he's wearing this dress, this, mm-hmm. this giant the headdress. headdress. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, again, of Aboriginal people who don't, we don't do headdresses unless you're in the Plains. Yeah. Mostly the Plains natives kind of do that. And uh, not to say that there's other natives that don't do it, <laughs> but it's just traditionally more like the Sioux and those people in the Plains. Yeah. So uh, like they're in Canada too, but it's the Cree and you know, yeah. some other. Yeah, or the interior. More of those general for First Nations, yeah, because it just we didn't have the time. If you grew up in like you know the Algonquin, the Ontarios, where it gets really cold, or my people in the, in the mountains, it's like there's no time to go make a giant beautiful headdress, find all those eagle feathers, stitch it together. Like, dude, I'm out catching something. Mm-hmm. We got three months. To make all the food to go back to the winter village. <laughs> yeah. There's just no time. That's why the Haida Gwaii are such beautiful First Nations people. Because They're like, oh, we're out right here on the beach. Let's make some cool totem poles. Yeah. You know, oh, cool. I found some crazy cool stuff. I'm going to carve this. And they go, I want to make this beautiful mat. They had all that time because the salmon run just... Jumped into their village. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, cool! Like, yeah. oh, dinner's here. Yeah. Just, and, or you know, or like even here in Vancouver, when me and my girlfriend, when the tide came out and we yeah. were going, and I was like, oh, hey, I forgot. There's all these clams you can come to. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, you imagine being native, telling her like you just found this spot. And we're like, oh, let's just live here. We just walk around, <laughs> look for food, or you know, just do as that do as the seagulls are doing. Hey, why are they mm. digging up? Oh man, they found a clam. Yeah, and, they must have found food. Yeah, and then you just kind of follow along. It's, it's like so like. I found the natives, like, my cousins are from Seashell, too. Like, my tribal cousins, too. And it's, like, I found those natives were just really smart, right? Because <laughs> they, they just kept going and found a better spot. And my, yeah. and my ancestors were like, no, we're cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're a star
2: spot. You guys keep on trekking down. <laughs> you keep on trekking. And yeah. it's, like, oh, that's, that's so funny. funny. But, um, yeah, so they kind of messed that up. And, then, and the dancing on the drum and everything. And then this dance they're doing, because, you know, how Disney recut a lot of their, like, animation
0: uh, yes, they would repurpose. They would re- and, reuse. Yeah, a lot and of that
2: was that same jungle dance that yeah. every like <laughs> every savage did in every Disney movies. So I saw that and I was like, well, they're not even doing any of the traditional dances. Yeah. So they're just messing up so much and so intensely that it's like, oh my god! It's, it's that's why I think it's a caricature. It's like this is like so. There's pieces that are, like, so off. Or you could say offensive, but I try not to get... I try personally not to get offended mm-hmm. because I go, like, well, it's just wrong. Like, I'm not going to get offended that somebody put 2 plus 2 is 5. Yeah. It's so obvious to me yeah. that I go, like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. just wrong. And we're not going to treat it, treat it as valid because yeah. it's a wrong answer. Obviously, if you're in ceremony and you do that, someone will try to correct you. But if you keep doing it, then they're going to be, like, well, now you're just doing it on some purpose. <laughs> so... And, you know, it's kind of like a reflection on your own spirit, too. Because you're there to kind of jive with the spirit, mm-hmm. the creator. So it's like, hey, you're not doing a good job here. I you to pull it in <laughs> <laughs> and get it get together as we go back into, you know, back into the sweat lodge or something. Into the womb of Mother Earth. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I always tell people that when they have the... Why, why is it so strict? And I'm like, well, if you had to go back into to see the creator, would you not kind of put your best foot forward? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... But, yeah, there's that... There's all those, like, little traditional things that got messed up. And, um... And even when they came back, like, you know, like, Wendy's essentially got super jealous of Tiger Lily. Which I don't begrudge Tiger Lily. Because, flying dude, save me from drowning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And... um, she gets mad and then like decides to call like all the boys come back oh we just hung out with all the natives they're awesome we danced all night they told us their stories we had so much fun they all gave us names Mm -hmm. we're part of the tribe she's all like you can't act like savages like this you need a mother and just all this stuff like you're just jealous (laughs) don't blame don't blame (laughs) it on my people because (laughs) (laughs) because you can't keep it down (laughs) yeah but, yeah, so there's all of that. That's kind of, like, the main scene that kind of drives it all together. Because the songs are just songs, you know? Like, you know, why is the red man red? It's like, yeah, that's fine. It's a made-up song. Mm-hmm. I didn't get too offended with that. They make me giggle when you, like, listen to the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: just because they're... I think because they play on the idea that they're... It's a native song? Or? Well, not just that, but that they're trying to give an origin story to different aspect, to <laughs> aspects of of it. Yeah. Of, like, i guess of native so. culture or whatever like why like why is why are indigenous people the color that they are but it, or why do they say the things that they say ah, yeah. and it's like well it could also just be that you know it's their language i mean and like and like like what words the words that they use in the film like how and squaw and stuff like are Terribly those, dated are <laughs> those even real
2: uh they're not no. like even that song you know that um Better if I had a drum. <laughs> Pull out my drum for it. But no, it's you know that that dun dun, dun 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 dun. Yeah. That is actually made up by the by the London Symphony Orchestra. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. That's not even a native song. <laughs> it's the most famous native song. It's not even a native song. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, they're all. It's all just made up. You know, same with that thing of that how ugh and squaw. They're all kind yeah. of kind of made up terms through colonization or through the interaction with the because mm. we need to kind of come together and it's just making stuff up even in my culture we like we don't have uh you literally say sh- like for say sugar is more of like you know like in uh, french like suga mm-hmm. so we're like Sugak. we mm-hmm. say sugak because just that it, it, there's a there was a translation switch over when the dialect
1: mm-hmm. and it
2: just come over same with like lilette you know we're like lula <laughs> interesting we those we don't have sugar in milk so mm-hmm. I was like, what, what is that? And they tell us. And go, okay. And that's now the word in our language. It's because yeah. we, we got introduced it that way. So I think that just like when they came over and they said something, again, like Kanada. Mm-hmm. Like Kanada is with a K. It's not yeah. Canada. It's Kanada. Yeah. And, uh, but from that English dialect and the way that it was heard, he's like, oh, Canada," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know? Or that silly thing. So I found that those words were just the, the, that weird thing. And people were just kind of like, you know, oh, Okay yeah yeah you got it good. <laughs> you know, just kinda yeah. we're trying to work together here, so let's not get too crazy, and, yeah, and that's where those words kind of came up, and again, it's very very native Native American in that sense with the the how and the squaw and mm-hmm. stuff like that, so you know, yeah, I'd have to double check. I never put too much time into understanding where squaw came from because it's just such a silly thing. It's yeah. very like we own that word only comes up because we've been hanging out with you guys. <laughs> and fair. yeah we just wouldn't say it that's not in the, it's not in the normal dialect mm-hmm. in any language really
0: Ugh. yeah Ugh. <laughs> that's fair and so uh the so the the general look of of the the people of neverland then like you would say is leans more towards plains. yeah the, the, plains the, the actual the garb obviously native americans don't
2: have we don't all have like you know super small foreheads and huge noses (laughs) yeah even for me like i I, that's one of my biggest tell and if anybody like listen to this that wants like you want to get cool with native people don't ever on your life tell them you don't look native american Mm. and i've always like even the other question too is i'll stop people on it when they go like oh how much native american are you and i or Mm. native are you indigenous or indian and i go like okay this is the question I have I go like I go, I've grown up under the mountain I was raised there I knew the language I knew the traditions and I was, I've was i been under that mountain my people have been a thousand years before any of this ever came around mm. how can you call me half of anything and then I go and explain the Indian Act which is trying to get rid of natives so it's, mm-hmm. in, so it's in your social lexicon to try to get rid of us mm-hmm. by just going how native are you you know. and yeah. even in the movies the last of the Mohicans <laughs> you know the dying the dying Native American mm-hmm. you know? and it's just because you're trying to get rid of us you don't realize it yeah, you know, mm-hmm. then it's like you're you're excluding us mm-hmm. just with your words. And it's like, no, I'm hundred percent and obviously in Canada especially, having a hundred percent native is a dangerous thing because that's a hundred percent ownership to the land. Right, you know, like if you have somebody here you stole from, then it's like okay, well we actually have a victim, guys <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it's uh and it makes it really hard politically to get anything done that's why I tell my people don't even sign the treaty don't sign treaties and I'm like why because again people don't know the government only only offers 10% of a traditional land not yeah. 50 10 and I'm like yeah well we were here before you so you know finders keepers <laughs> <laughs> but like it's just it's, it's so silly so that kind of goes into that that um into that whereas the the caricature leads into these things where it's like what you believe into that caricature like oh that's what natives look like and it's like so when people look at me because i am athletic and i train all the time let's say i have a great diet but it's you know my training kind of keeps that together mm-hmm. i don't have alcohol issues uh, drug issues or obesity so i don't have like the big chubby face and looking looking like how you think a, a native person looks right yeah so that therefore i'm like i couldn't possibly be 100 yeah <laughs> so that's kind of where that comes in those caricatures are from are are bad in that sense yeah. And they kind of create that. Like, you know, even the chief has that huge, big nose, which yeah. most people don't realize that's a wino nose. It's alcoholism. That's the nose you get from a bad alcoholism. It takes years of drinking to get something like that. Yeah. And that's just his thing. He's got good dance moves, though, in that movie. <laughs> his feet. The chief, the they, chief man. they did animate his feet to
0: yeah. go pretty I li- crazy. I like
2: that stoicism and then that just wicked dancing. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. it kind of follows in a bit of, like, na- uh, uh, Native American, like... Um, Culture and like culture and how we actually interact every day. Like even though someone could be super stoic, he's like, oh, he could dance. He can do the fancy dance. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, he could do the fancy dance. Super serious
0: guy though. <laughs> that's, <really funny. laughs> yeah. that's funny.
2: Yeah, the fancy dance, the young man's dance. That's what most people like to go watch in the powwow. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of like the. I always describe it to people. It's like the bird trying to find a mate. That's why it's a young man's dance. You know?
0: like,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, the girls always watch the fancy dancers <laughs> I'm
0: just imagining like there's there's a, there's a funny video of like a bird doing its mating dance yeah. it's got like that big frill yeah but, like, of like its wing and tail and it's like it's like three times I'm the size of I'm not even joking the, the,
2: the outfit looks a lot like that
0: and it is very interesting to
2: watch one of my friends was a fancy dancer and he would say like how do you do that man it's really exhausting because guys will flip too and stuff Jeez. yeah because you know the more, the more you, you can win you can yeah. win and the guys will win big money and they'll do the dance He's like well you just kind of dance you do all your cool stuff and the judge looks away and then you just chill <laughs> <laughs> It also it turns into you know just like swinging your sticks and everything then he turns around and you go again
0: <laughs> That's really funny And I was like ah oh, makes so much sense yeah yeah <laughs> that's really good. It's yeah. it's interesting because uh, like in in so I I I pulled up I actually pulled up the movie yeah uh, and like while they're wandering through like they they go through like three different terrains yeah they're from like a jungle yeah and there you have like what looks like a a cross between an orangutan and a chimp. Yeah, then, yeah, when they
2: do the hat gig, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then they come in across a rhino. A rhino! When they go into what looks like so, so the okay. African so savannah. Was, yeah, so it wasn't even the plains, it was the savannah, yeah. Yeah, and so. then they come into what kind of looks like, uh, like, quite frankly, like the, the Pacific Northwest area, and there's yeah. a bear there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's a bunch, and then there's like an open clearing, and that's when they get caught. Right. Yeah, and oh so-
2: man, we didn't. I totally. I can't believe I forgot about that. Because this is one thing I tell people. They go like, "Man, this is bad." Because he sits there. Two things he messes up on. John Ray goes, you know, he goes Indians and They dig in. Lost Boys were good. They dug in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were smart. He tells them, "Hey guys, come out here." I'm the smart British dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, and he's like, "Ah, oh, let's see." You know, it's like he's like Blackfoot tribe algonquin and they're From literally the algonquin group yeah and they're literally two the sides two of the total- country the algonquin are like in ontario and yeah. the east and the, the blackfoot are like bottom of alberta montana i believe yeah and like it's just two different people <laughs> completely.
0: yeah because i looked that up and i was like because i want i wanted to figure that out yeah. I was like oh yeah so the blackfoot tribe is actually real and then i remember yeah. thinking in my head i'm like i feel like i've heard the name algonquin before yeah and then i looked that up and i was like oh that's entirely separate. That's not, that, that's an entirely different thing. <laughs> yeah, the Algonquin, yeah. The only thing that I really,
2: I, well, uh, mini comment, because most people don't know about it too, just, just educate y'all on a list native stuff. The Blackfeet, they're actually American and, and Canadian. Mm-hmm. They, they created the J, well, created, but they're like the, the antithesis for the J Treaty, which is that no political border can separate us. Mm-hmm. So like, I could just walk into the States. Obviously, there's terrorism laws and things like, oh, we're going to hold you here. And you can't, you know, I'm like, well, after the end of these hours, dude, I'm walking through the border. Yeah. Like, there's, you cannot stop me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love the Blackfeet for. They, they, they had that, like, because there was a couple stories. There was a movie, actually, for CBC did about it where people just went in and they're like, oh, what's your nationality? I'm like, they're like, Blackfoot. They, how, they hold that kind of like the Anishinaabe or, as you guys know, the, the Mohawk. They hold their indigenousness mm-hmm. <laughs> above their nationality yeah and that's what I really and that's what I always uh, love the Blackfeet for on that one but it, it's a good animation because the foot's there right Black yeah foot. and then he makes the circle and I'm like well now it's the foot clan John chill <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyways he's yeah. waiting for Shredder to show yeah him. yeah, he's yeah. Like, what are you doing here and then,
2: and then, but yeah it's a nice, pe- nice segue not like then like ninjas he's describing this plan you know <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna you know, them like they're, the ninja, like they're very yeah. quite cunning but not intelligent And he's like, well, simply surround them and take them by surprise. (laughs) And then all all the racism happens, all the hooting and everything. Yeah, It's funny because people ask why that occurred. I'm like, because it's quite terrifying. If you've created this mind in your head that these are just savages Mm -hmm. and they're just going to come and it's going to be bad. And all you hear is this, you don't know where they are. And it's like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mind tactic. You know, I always say like the best visualization of that a terribly racist movie although is The Searchers by John Wayne where like everyone it's kind of like a Jaws what John Wayne racist very intentionally (laughs) unfortunately because like my dad loves John Wayne my grandpa loved John Wayne like so many native people Loved his movies, and I'm just like, well, I wish you never meet the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um but yeah, and the searchers, like the natives, are surrounding. There's this foreboding music, and I can mm-hmm. understand, like, because like even on a on a human level, a group of people are circling your house, and they're there to kill and kidnap people. Yeah, that's just what it was at the time. We didn't have a good relationship back then, <laughs> especially in the plains of na- in the, in the plains of America. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Because It was bad both ways, and like, and to describe that basically to emphasize that was scalping wasn't a native thing, that was a colonizer thing to prove you caught natives, and then they just went, they're like, we'll just do it back, you know, like, and so that's yeah. a very that's the and that was the, that's a relationship piece. I always like tell people the scalping is like the first like real relationship thing that happened between them, and that's like, oh, so that's how you guys kind of know each other, like, you imagine you grew up and that's how you know somebody. Like some natives, you have to always inti- remember some people why there's that deep trauma. The first time they saw a white guy was they were scalping him, or their family were getting caught and scalped by those people. So it's just such a hard relationship. Anyways, they're getting circled in, and then she realizes that, like, oh, the natives, and then she screams, and it's like that psychological warfare, and that's what the whooping was about. Yeah. It's not something they just did. <laughs> yeah. So they do all that, and they catch him, and then we get that fun scene. <laughs> yeah. It get... is
0: a pretty funny scene. <laughs> yeah they get caught and then they're like being like uh they're being like led back to the village like in yeah, like... I just loved John how oh, he's so
2: noble yeah. like he's not it's again if you watch it I as I did my video essay in university I was like he now became the noble savage you yeah. know like, where he's getting cold pulled along by the neck but he's got all this dignity and stoicism because yeah, he's it's, British yeah but it just I always thought it was a <laughs> switch because like when they show natives in that position as like slaves it's the same it's the same they're just too proud to be um yeah. So I tell people it's like you do know that natives got sent back to Europe as slaves and they're like why I'm like and I'm like not why because that was just what happened back then but it's like why there's no natives now there's no mm-hmm. like oh I'm like you know I got some blood from when my my dad got brought over here as a slave and natives just never accepted it they were like I'll just die mm-hmm. too proud also they there's a really strong belief amongst most native people that never leave Turtle island which is North America mm-hmm. so um, I think they just lost their heart you know they died of a broken heart basically yeah. mm-hmm. they were uh, like yanked from their home everything yeah and they just yeah. couldn't and just didn't want to keep going. Yeah, like, No, nah, it's not worth it.
0: So North America is Turtle Island. Yeah. Oh. Live on that's Turtle cool. Island.
2: That's why Instagram's pretty dope because you can you can point out that you're on Turtle Island and Instagram. And I was like, I appreciate you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because um, like on Instagram and on various social medias, you can like pinpoint like even here in in, in what is now Vancouver, mm-hmm. you can say that you're in the. Uh, uh, Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh and Squamish Nations.
2: Yeah, I always hate that native word, Tsleil-Waututh. <laughs> what, what? is, why, what is it mispronounced? No, it's a hard pronunciation. Like even yeah. for me, like to say, to say trout in my language is cluck.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a lot in
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up with that language. So to me, I'm like, God dang, you guys had a good, better name. <laughs> just, or not a better name, but just like almost like just ease up on everybody. Because, like, especially my particular culture as a Daketh, like three hours away is a different dialect. To save Moose is Genyo in yeah. my dialect. And then you go three hours to Fort St. James, Jyo. Oh wow! So we all kind of know what we're talking about, but it's yeah. like, ah, oh, those Fort Saint James the same. <laughs> back, you know, those psychos—they yeah. <laughs> talk weird.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. That's interesting. Yeah. So when you get that word, you know, the of the tooth, it's like, pardon me, come again. <laughs> you know, you want to almost like if I met those guys, but you know, back way back in the day, imagine myself meeting them for the first time. I almost want to look at them, and be like, nah, <laughs> like say it, say it, again. what? <laughs> you guys are what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like... I live right by the Musqueam Golf Course, so I'm, I'm in that territory. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah.
0: Well, we we, we try.
2: No, I, <laughs> I just make fun of them. It's like, I make fun of the Haida for that, too. Like, you uh, know, for me, where I come from, it's like, uh, it's like we had the uh, Moose Clan, which is gone because of smallpox, and then... Casual. Yeah, no, my grandma was, like, one of the, my great-grandma, Mary John Sr., she was one of the last ones, and then she had to get adopted across. That's why I had to get adopted across, because I was... I... Just by protocols... Nothing mm-hmm. super crazy. Not what like that, crazy. What
0: does that mean, adopted across?
2: To the other clans, as I'm going to explain oh. in a second. Oh. Okay. But, um, yeah, but there's the grouse, the moose, and the frog. And you can't marry inside your clans, kind of how we keep track of, like, you know, um, inbreeding. That's, yeah. That's how we keep track of that, you know, like and stuff like
0: that. So so it doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, and that's why I kind of always tell people, is like, you know, natives were pretty cool having the white people show up. <laughs> They're like, why? It's like, because we got rid of that whole inbreeding problem. Yeah. Like, like it was a good call. but we didn't know that it would come as a deal that we could never be native again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I was like, Oh, we can't, we have to be like who, you know? So, but, um, oh yeah there was that the, all these clans and mm-hmm. I, I end up getting bred across but as I make fun of the Haida because we were like frog, grouse and they all have their cool stories as to why like yo this is why we have this clan what chose this but then Haida the Gwaii are like yes we're the orca clan eagle clan raven clan like all these cool animal names alright cool mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you already live on a beach in British Columbia <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like you know it was the too cool guy that was gonna steal your girlfriend <laughs> yeah. always like, describe the Haida like that <laughs> cause even now when you look the artwork it's so beautiful yeah. and intricate and it's like oh what you guys do it's like well we were we were surviving so <laughs> <laughs> our stuff's not quite the same but <laughs> yeah. you guys just up in the mountains yeah like, we're yeah. up in the mountains we got three months of summer and <laughs> <laughs> but Look. we're really good at living
0: surviving, yeah. yeah. surviving <laughs> it's interesting that there are those kind of like dynamics within uh, like within the different clans and cultures mm-hmm. just in indigenous cultures and everything that's that I th- that's that's very fun. Yes, to me, very, it is very fun. I, yeah. I I joke,
2: but I'm like you know, it's like that's my
0: part of my life. Yeah. So just, is it kind of like a um? I like, love all the fr- I love all my brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's almost like an uh, it's almost like a like a friendly rivalry kind of thing.
2: In a way, native people are really messed up. You. I don't know if you're swearing on this podcast, but like, go for it. But uh, I, sw- <laughs> like, I, sw- I swear of, all the time. One of my one of my hockey friends, like, it's like play a date of hockey and like I know he's not mad at me but we'll be playing and then like he'll pass the fuck to me and then I won't get it for some reason or just mistimed it or, yeah, like, you'll, we, yeah we didn't connect you want to connect in a game in a team sport but like because I didn't get the pass you can just hear him screaming at me going fucking useless <laughs> <laughs> or even like uh my any of my any of my cousins will say that if i like do something that's like oh and i'm, I'm apologetic or like really nice like oh hey i'm sorry or i did, i messed up like i dropped my can of pop mm. or something like oh i messed that up you just look at me like fuck you're dumb eh? <laughs> <laughs> and there's just this constant like puppies biting ears yeah and i always describe native comedy and native interactions like that like you you know you can't um, they don't like you if they're not messing with you yeah. If no one's messing with you then they don't like you. <laughs> oh, okay. It's almost like it's a temperament it's a temperament, um judge.
0: Yeah.
2: Judge your temperament by how well can you get razzed. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't get razzed really well, it's like, ooh, probably shouldn't hang out with this person. Like, yeah. they have short temper or something like that. <laughs> interesting. That's yeah. what, that's interesting. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I always enjoyed it like that. So, <laughs> hmm. or I describe it that because it's. I always notice it everywhere I go and comment that it's almost the same everywhere I go. As they kind of say, you've "Been to one res, you've been to them all," <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Everyone's kind of has the same, almost the same problems are happening. You know, same yeah. dating, same dating problems, the, you know, same issues, and it's the truth in the same in the sense because you know there's, there's alcohol issues, drug issues, and and everyone not thinking. Oh, it's only happening to them when really it's a giant problem that we all need to get through together. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. And the faster you get onto that, the faster you can heal and get your shit together. Yeah. Live a more fulfilling life. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the things when I moved to Vancouver, I realized I wasn't living as fulfilling a life. It's probably why I wanted to fight so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to take all these fights and just agree to fighting in the cage because it was like um, it got me out of this got me out of the res and also gave me purpose mm-hmm. and now that I'm here I'm like oh it's so nice We go to the beach girlfriend's awesome hang out with all my friends all the time and mm-hmm. just way more chill I'm like oh, I just don't need to fight no more mm-hmm. <laughs> and a am part of that you know so yeah and Vancouver is a very indigenous city mm-hmm. as I tell people and I, I I make fun of it all the time that we kind of lost East Vancouver because <laughs> it was more it was way more natives used to live in East Van mm-hmm. and now it's just not the same poverty does that but because yeah. it got really trendy and hipstery in these fans yeah. so it's um but yeah. it's uh just what it is and uh but Vancouver Vancouver is still a very indigenous city in its whole so it's almost like it's a safety net to come being native and coming to Vancouver is almost like a safety net we you're like oh okay cool so, that's nice yeah you know, I always consider it that some people consider it to be an Asian city and I go really I don't know man like you go, mm-hmm. go over to Musqueam go over to all these places that still exist or the Capilano <clears> it's like it's that's still those were, those were natives have been there thousands of
0: years that one spot yeah they picked a good spot yeah <laughs> yeah. well so. yeah like fucking Capilano's fucking mm-hmm. gorgeous and mm-hmm. like even here in, in like in what is you know now, now downtown Vancouver yeah fucking English Bay's beautiful yeah. Kitsilano's Squamish. beautiful Squamish Ooh, gorgeous yeah, area yeah Wow. Yeah, just set up camp here, guys. <laughs> yeah. It almost it almost makes sense as to why this area became so populated. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's very it's very beautiful. Yeah, so yeah, lost track of what we're talking about on that one, but <laughs> that's all right. Like I, I I'm I'm more than happy to kind of go onto this tangent just because like just to yeah. be able to uh, like, I can get on far too
2: many things. tangent because it was also my degree in university, so I can yeah. like, almost
0: get too political with it, or I can
2: get too in. Academic, and then mm. I can go like really just ground level. Of like, it's like, nah, I just remember being First Nations and being hanging out with them and talking with them and just how it all works being native walking through your life. <laughs> yeah, well, I well, I and trying to stay connected to your because I'm still trying to find a sweat lodge now that the lit re- restrictions are yeah, off. So, yeah, you know, I was listening to this in Vancouver, you know, sweat lodge because <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to go back and talk to the creator. Um, talking to Miguan, she's supposed to give me some um, sweet grass and everything to go back to that and just kind of be more chill and centered and who's Miguan miguan's one of my students her name's Feather oh cool dope name just walking walking the earth name's Miguan. damn that's cool I almost have to say it to her every time I'm training with her I'm like miguan hey, hey. <laughs> uh, she's very um, she, got, she got this fire she got the fire she wants to hit things <laughs> yeah so <she's laughs>
0: that's bitchy. cool yeah yeah that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
2: and I try—I try to always just share and connect with as many native people as I can, and try to help out as much as I can with that. Yeah, because it's uh, my my grandma always said it's hard being hard being Indian. She would say my grandma came from that time. My grandma would call a black guy a negro straight up, mm-hmm. and not be offended at all. Like just straight out, just be like, and not say anything bad. She would just. Point them out. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. my like, oh. And that was just the time. My grandma, also you know, was was that was at Kamloops Residential School. So yeah, <laughs> seen some shit. <laughs> I, I been yeah. through some stuff. When you've seen some shit, at some point, it's just like you just stop how caring. well I do tell people that like you can't get super offended with some people. Get the gauge of who you're talking to. If they had a really hard life, saying something that's mildly racist is just not on their radar of concern. Yeah, you have to really take in like, well, this guy been to jail and he's reformed himself and he's seen a lot of hardness in his. Life, maybe not give him some flack about how he's saying there and there, He's <laughs> <You Yeah.
0: know? laughs> Using yeah. the wrong there. Yeah,
2: just maybe be like, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was wrong, but yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. A, 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 calm correction as opposed to just straight yeah. up, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, true. Because like, I did it yesterday with one of the guys, uh, cause you know, you shouldn't just like, I understand it's a gym and we had to feel like, Hey, it was all the boys were there. Mm-hmm. And think just really keep, like, this wasn't offensive at all. But he just really quickly, like, just like, oh, he's just gonna quickly change. No one saw him change. He was fine. It's like he changed his car in public. You know, it's fine. Well, no big issue. Yeah. But I walked up to him. I was like, maybe not make that choice when there's like, you know, some some of the other ladies are in the room, because I don't think they would have an issue, but somebody watching you do that would have an issue, and then we're in trouble in this new age of uh, calamity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So things like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, like, like, oh yeah, change. So I, I just walked America. up and smiled, laughed at him. I was like, maybe not make a habit. <laughs> yeah. And that's a calm correction. So yeah, just I'm just looking out for you, my guy. I'm not mad. No one's mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and I appreciate those people.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I I, yeah. Agree. I think there's because I think just in general, like I think that's just what people want is those calm corrections as mm. opposed to, because like yeah, like I know for me like if I've ever and I have and probably will fuck up like having somebody kind of like pull me to the side and be like, hey, this you know this was something that you either did or said incorrectly, mm. just correction just a calm correction i think it's just nice because then i think it's it everybody it it brings everybody to the same
2: level the calm correction and then there's i find to be like um too much piety in -hmm. that like yeah there and there like you know you you know i'm better than you because you're doing this wrong or whatever and i'm just like that's just silly if i if i'm doing it with some intent and ill will then yeah definitely get some corrections in there Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then i don't people don't treat you badly like i'm bad at names terrible with names like all the kids all the kids i teach i am terrible with their names i know one of them because this one kid showed up again i'm being native you don't really get a name when you're a little kid until you show personality and who you are and that's kind of what i do with people like you have to do something that distinguishes you from the rest of the masses that i meet in this world Mm. and generally in fighting that'll happen because i fight you or we spar and i go Mm. like okay you're really like you know and um, with this one kid, I remember him because he showed up. He was supposed to be at kickboxing. And I was like, oh, it's jujitsu!" You know, I guess you can wait for your dad. I was like, well, can I do jujitsu? And that, that just struck me, that, that, that blissfulness of childhood. We are like, yeah. oh, I'll do it. I'll <laughs> oh, jump in. Just a totally new, different sport. Oh, how yeah. hard could it be? <laughs> and he does it. He did pretty good. Now he's, now he's in my class, and he likes it. You know, and I tell, and But all the kids, I don't really know the names, but they all know me. They know I don't dislike them I stop I talk to them I look them in the eye I listen I give mm. them a good answer back Or are like hey can you tie my belt I'm like I will help you when I'm done helping him I'm coaching him right now you just gotta give me a second they realize I've communicated with them, so don't they don't freak out That look at him and I didn't they didn't realize they didn't know his name
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: you know so I just find that that human connection and really giving people the time and if they're doing that then it's like well they can make mistakes they, you know, like, yeah. yeah it's fine because that's what you want you want human dignity from people you don't want the title yeah, I want to be known as this, you know. Like it's like when I mess up and I don't tell people my girlfriend's my girlfriend. I'm like, "Oh, this is Marina." <laughs> she mm-hmm. she knows we you know that I have all this love and affection for her and I'm just made a mistake or whatever mm-hmm. or, or she or she doesn't really care. <laughs> One or the other. So that's what that's what really matters in that. So mm-hmm. and obviously people can like no, we're together. Yeah. Go, like, these two are a little more. body language. These two are a little more special yeah. <laughs> than the rest, of them Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So I just I always push on that because like, I, I would rather force human kindness into people than language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather that. force empathy than language. Yeah, you know? so. I see that. <laughs> that's again like to my culture, right? It's like we always giggle because it's like you have to like I need to find out who you are. Mm-hmm. So in my culture you don't really get a name until you're like ten. Really? Interesting. You're like you're like so and so's son. Oh, that's that's interesting. I never thought, I never thought about that. Like Well, that's what it was. That's just kinda of how it was. Like we the the colonization created that like what's his name? Sign this here. Put this paper down, sign this. Yeah. What's the name? <laughs> right? We start this tax thing as soon as <laughs> we can. <laughs> and um, Yeah, but we don't know you. We don't know who you are. I've met I've just met you you just came into this world, you know, it's yeah. a different way of seeing it and thinking it. And like, I can't assume you're a John. Yeah. <laughs> till you, again, I had to come back to that two spirit thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, who are you have to find out?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's interesting. That's a cool, con- that's a cool idea. Yeah. That's it's a, cool a concept. very neat idea. So. I like that. Yeah. Like having a temporary name, yeah, it could be. For for you know, society Hell, I have three or whatever. names, so <laughs> well, there
2: you go. Yeah, a lot of names actually. So yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, you have like your name that's that's given like because you have to fill out paperwork and everything. Yeah, and I got then, two and I
2: got two middle names out of that jam too. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: And then uh and then you have the name that you give yourself because that's what you feel like right what no not in my
2: case in my case you earn names or you get oh, names. Like okay. you do you have deeds like in my culture you don't get tattoos unless you've done something oh, okay. that's why i have this one tattoo on my left arm because i have the bloodline of the chiefs yes and then i have my one a tattoo on my other arm because i have navajo cousins and then i have the other and the same thing on the It's because i come from the from the trees yeah that's where my people are from and i've been like i i laugh at like um some parents, or they're like, "Oh, it's dangerous," and I'm like, "As I'm like, man, you realize when I was his age, I was walking through the woods with my dog all day, mm. like, all day, and I never got lost. Weirdly enough, somehow, I just follow the dog home. I don't know.
1: Smokey <laughs> <Dogs laughs>
2: would have stayed with me. She would have been good. Dogs was, know where home is. Yeah, yeah, but like, I just, I did all that. Like, so I was, and you know, I did a lot of hard stuff, and that's why I have my personality or my survival skills. Yeah, and I just like, you gotta, gotta throw them in there, man. Like, the world's a dangerous place, and they I need to." Be aware of that, fast as they can. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah. Hmm. Well, this has been a wicked conversation.
2: Yeah. Did we cover everything for that? Because like, I, I think, think sure we did.
0: We... we did, and then we covered for all even... the Indian stuff. Yes, we yes. did, and then <laughs> we did, and then we covered even more. And I'm very, very grateful for you to mm. share. Try to make sure. Yeah. Because yeah, there's, there's,
2: there's a lot of to unpack in that movie. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: I mean, like, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's
2: the... yeah. They got pushed around a little too much. I, oh, yeah. It was, I was going to say it was the good things. The good things in it is they never... The nat- natives were in that movie because they can't just say all the bad stuff. Too many yeah, people yeah. do that. And it's like, one, I found the songs to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I found the whole thing to be is this funny, this hilarious caricature that I just get, I thought was really entertaining. I've always thought it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, uh, they tried. You know, like, that the, the peace pipe looks like a peace pipe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a made-up peace pipe. That's actually what a peace pipe looks like. Is is the best they know. And um, they didn't make them look stupid, and they have their own land. That was true. They yeah, have, they have their own land and territory in there that everybody respected. The pirates didn't want to go there, and the mermaids. The, didn't want they to go made there. a point
0: of that. They're like, yeah, yeah like we can't go there because that's Indian territory. Yeah, that's so like I'm you saying. know.
2: So like they they, they, they did, they, as far as the depiction, the caricature, and the I mean, inaccuracies are the problem. But they didn't look stupid. They weren't dumb. They made a point in the whole the whole ambush scene mm-hmm. to make that fun of that, where it's like all well, you know. You know, he is cunning, but not intelligent, which is just a a cop out for like people who are racist, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: (laughs) you know, but then they got and they got done out and then all that stuff. So and they end up becoming real big and then the Lost Boys became good friends with them.
0: Well, they were always. And
2: again, they showed that bringing in. Yeah, that's why when they came back, that's why I got really laughing at the end because, you know, Wendy was just being jello. But yeah. it's like they came back and like oh we got all these feathers and stuff and you see she's like and she's de-savaging them by like they're taking the feather off oh I want a mother and doing that it's like oh, I just made all these cool friends they put us in our tribe we have we have these allies and tribes people we can yeah. see now and
0: Yeah well yeah. they make a point of saying like the mm-hmm. fact that this is a game that they play yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time right like the Lost Boys would go and they would capture the, uh, they would oh, capture the natives would turn them loose yeah. yeah exactly they would go and catch the natives sometimes or sometimes mm-hmm. the natives would catch them and then yeah, yeah then that's then it then they turn they would
2: just, We turn them loose
0: We turn them Yeah so I'd, you're right Right. Like there's, there's, there's that sense of like camaraderie and, uh, and friendship between the lost boys who in this, in this situation are the colonizers between them and the, and the native tribes like on Neverland. Right. There's that sense of camaraderie and respect that are there. Right. Mm. Like they, there's, there's still that commingling, but it's done with us with an air of respect.
2: Yeah. Again, they weren't too, they weren't the bad guys. Yeah. There were are the good guys. You know, they're just guys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's good. Yeah. Then again, they didn't make Tiger Lily really look bad. True. Yeah, she's, she's, other than calling her an Indian princess, that doesn't exist, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's a joke I make to like my Irish friends. I'm like, you know, my, my great grandma was an Irish princess. <laughs> <laughs> and they get to look, look at me like I'm weird. Like, like some people get it, some people don't. And I'm going, yeah, that's how, how it is. Because I am part Irish. Part Irish and part Swedish. That's mm-hmm. the, yeah. Uh, that's the Caucasian part of me <laughs> mm-hmm. so which I but I always look I always tell everybody it's like there's natives everywhere, man. do you go to Ireland? Mm-hmm. there's the people that you know the Gaelic people yeah, yeah, same thing. you go Norse, the Norsemen, the Vikings, that's the Swedish people. yeah, they were indigenous people of other area, that's just what it was. We just don't view it that way because of their to be honest, violent culture, you know, the mm-hmm. violent cultures kind of ended up being the ones that became the dominant cultures, so
0: yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah, and then you know, like in they they call it, and one of the reasons why natives didn't do so good was really disease. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pigs
2: yeah, pigs came over and just killed everybody. There was a lot of there was a lot of people here when before before everybody got here. So uh, just as, uh, that's how it is though. Just, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I thank you for doing this and for sharing your experiences and your story and for sharing some of the culture and history. Uh that's the big thing about that we try with this podcast is we try and give because like we we context. try to give context and and voices to other people like ah, yeah. like a few episodes ago we did Song of the South, oh, yeah, and so we and uh, we had a few of our black friends come on and mm-hmm. give their experience and there and talk about it and that sort of thing so, uh, Farah and I really appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us your insight into the film and just into just general. I guess indigenousness. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, because of course you know, uh, we're also very much in favor of just the gen- general decolonization. Of yeah.
2: No, I always, uh, I always tell I always tell Native people always always remember that you will always be. It's um, uh, a good word for it. Very lyrical way to say it. Not <laughs> lyrical, just very clean. You, you will always be unforgivably indigenous. Yes and you know it's just it's this unforgivable thing to change the quote status quo or the way people believe and see the world and it's just uh that's just but that's just not what it is it, that was a built-up thing so you're actually deconstructing decolonization of uh what's been done and that's again you know how much how much native are you you don't mm-hmm. look native it's you just and i always the small micro especially with the way <laughs> microaggression <Yeah. laughs> and expe- i i think it's a big aggression because it's like you literally who I am you are mm. taking to tearing that down yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah so, but you know whatever's the hot button topic, of the, the times I say it just connect it to that and you'll and then if you connect it to that in that way it's like you'd see how much you're really making a mistake mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so and I always tell everybody don't worry you like the natives everyone likes the natives it's cool well yeah,
0: yeah. I mean they're they're a fascinating people I think yeah no just and just generally really chill and for lack of a better phrase down to earth hey, <laughs> hey, good stuff. yeah but yeah but yeah if you're if you're on your
2: canceling notes i'll leave you guys with, with a piece of my language since uh, for us we say thank you we end up taking the french word of um there was merci mm-hmm. but it's merci because of that transfer but mm-hmm. how you really say thank you in my in my language which is uh snachalia and snachalia directly translates to you honor me Oh, I like that. (laughs) That's a real thank you. (laughs) That's a a solid thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay, awesome. Let's, uh, what are are your final thoughts on Peter Pan, Anwar? Is it something, like, let's say you wanted to have kids, which I, both of us are on the child free train, but like, would you show it to your kid?
0: Part of me wants to say yes, only because i don't mind sharing you know these disney films and everything um if (sighs) that one's hard it it's harder with like the classic for with the classic films i think i still would uh because i do think that as a classic movie it does still kind of have its merits Mm -hmm. um but then i would of course like still have these discussions with my kid and just be like yeah like this is a good movie but you know here are the problems with it like for example the fact that you know peter is is a giant egotist and kind of gets what he wants in the end well he doesn't really because he wants everybody to stay but of course the darlings do leave but he and so yeah i don't know that's a hard one just because like i don't i don't really like
1: peter (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean there's nothing there's nothing to like except that you know sometimes it's you know fun to have a boy tell you what to do a little bit but not in that context not Not in that context
0: yeah yeah and like the mermaids were really bitchy and i'm not a like i love me a mermaid but they were just mean they're really catty yeah
1: and
0: i was like y'all need to calm the fuck down like this just because he brought another person like and they were really mean to Wendy and, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, it's, like, I feel like Wendy grows up when she realizes, like, she comes to realize she doesn't deserve to be treated that way and won't be and leaves Neverland. And I feel like that, to me, is, like, growing up. Yeah. Like, regardless of how you choose to live your life, it's, like, you realize that you don't have to put up with bad behavior from other people. Yeah. And I like that moral. And I like that Peter Pan is not a sympathetic character.
0: Yes. That, very much that. Uh... I like Hook. Uh, It's one of the biggest discussions, I think, of Hook is the fact that he's heavily queer coded yeah, and is probably one of the, like, I think he's like the first character, first villain that we've come across that is actively queer coded. Well, whether or not that, whether or not that was the intention or not, I don't know. But Hook is super campy.
1: Yeah, he is.
0: He's super campy. And like... I, I believe this is the first time we've come across this.
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's funny. Ha- so Hans Conried, who played Hook, is a big... I'm a big fan of him uh, in general. He's an actor I really enjoy in a lot of things other than just Peter Pan. And um, the real-life man, had he has no confirmed... And I look this up because I agree that Hook seems... Very queer. And Hans Conrad seems very queer in a lot of things. He's apparently straight. He had a wife and four children, but who knows, right? Mm. Um, But I agree that that Hook seems like a very... Well, he just is a very flamboyant character, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of Hooks are queer-coded. And I mean, again, going back to Hook, Dustin Hoffman, Bob Hoskins, who I, I love Bob Hoskins very much as well, played Hook and Smee as a couple in love without telling Steven Spielberg. It's very explicit on the screen. Not explicit in that you see any dicks, but, like, it's just they don't even bother to hide it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, I just... I think i think really delving into... Queer coding in the Peter Pan um, myth with with the pirates is would be an interesting thing to explore in a whole podcast actually.
0: Well, there's a there's a really really good video that I watched of somebody who basically discussed the topic of queer of the queer coding villains and why the queer community just seems to really really latch onto them really
1: easily. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I'll link that video because it's a really it does he does a really really good job of explaining it and like a lot of it has to do with the fact that so many of these villains are like tend to be uh outcasted or misunderstood or you know are heavily relatable in regards to queer identities because Mm -hmm. the experiences that they have are fairly parallel and and i mean like you look at characters like you know the Evil Queen and Maleficent, for example, and they're you know these big fabulous characters, you know, and like if there's one thing that if there's one thing the queers love, it's a drag queen, right? Yeah. And so and like they're suit, they're they're kind of draggy, yes. in that
1: sense. um I also always think it's interesting that like queer coding is even when applied to women is still like making reference to men. And I always find that very interesting is like, you don't often find characters coded to be lesbians.
0: That's true. Uh, I understand
1: why that is. I just like, I think it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, like, I, I mean, like, I don't mind it. Like I, I enjoy hook. I like his character. I think he's very funny and very silly and, you know, it's understandable that he would have this huge, like, angry vendetta against Peter because, quite he frankly... cut off his hand! Well, not even just that, but also just, like we said before, Peter's a bit of a... Peter's an asshole. Peter's an asshole. Peter's so, an asshole. <laughs> so, this like, guy's
1: just trying to li- run his piracy business, and this kid... <laughs> like, what? he's not stealing shit from the kid. The kid doesn't have anything to steal. He's just the kid keeps bothering him yeah. he cuts off his hand
0: yeah well it's really funny like when Smee was like commenting he's like oh I like when, when he uh, uh, when he like cut off your hand just wasn't good form and like like Hook's like good form Mr. Smee <laughs> like, like just he gets angry it's like I don't care that he cut off my hand I care that he fed it to the crocodile
1: yeah like that's, that's adding that's, insult to injury
0: yeah that's what pissed him off I thought that was very funny yeah
1: I agree anyway I mean, I'm at two percent battery, so um what's next right.
0: week? Uh next week is the sequel is Return, to, Return Neverland? to
1: Neverland. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So we'll see you all see, we'll hear we'll talk to you all next week. Yeah, we'll
1: see you real soon. And Bye. um yes. watch Peter Pan and absorb that whole Yeah situation. Thanks, DJ, yeah. for coming on the podcast.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, and much love to you and to our Indigenous friends and family. Yeah. Love bye. you all.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>